This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A fire alert has now been issued effective immediately from the Alabama Forestry Commission. This fire alert applies to all 67 counties in the state. 32 of the northern counties will not be given any burn permits in the south. Some managed burns will be allowed with a one-day permit that is issued by the Forestry Commission. Anyone who burns without a permit is subject to a misdemeanor charge. This latest fire alert is after firefighters have responded to 111 wildfires in the last seven days, including one in Washington County that caused three crashes that involved a total of 14 cars due to low visibility caused by the smoke. And in the town of Adger, a two-acre fire escalated to burn 400 acres within 24 hours. If you see a wildfire, it can be reported to the Alabama Forestry Commission at 1-800-392-5672. Alabama Congressman Gary Palmer withdraws his name from the House speakership race. Palmer is the second person to do so since the names were first submitted on Sunday. Dan Muser of Pennsylvania is the other who withdrew his name on Monday. That now leaves seven Republican men who are continuing to campaign for this position. Palmer says he will work with the next speaker to implement the five principles that he believes the Republicans should implement going forward when it comes to passing spending bills, cutting spending, and presenting a united party. So far, Tom Emmer of Minnesota has emerged as a potential nominee, but then that all fell apart when about 26 conservative Republicans insisted that they would never vote for Emmer. The Republican conference appears to be back to ground zero when it comes to picking the next House Speaker from the six candidates that are out there. Alabama Congressman Jerry Carl is weighing in on the recent news from the House Oversight Committee about direct payments made by James Biden to his older brother Joe Biden in the form of a check. Carl points out that all the bank records that have been obtained by the Oversight Committee show that the $200,000 payment was made the same day that James Biden received the last installment of an overall payment of $600,000 from AmeriCorps. That payment from AmeriCorps was all part of the influence peddling the Bidens were engaged in with Joe's position within the Senate and then the vice presidency. AmeriCorps received assurances from James Biden that Joe Biden could open doors for the company to get a large investment from the Middle East. Carl says that House Republicans will continue to look at the evidence by way of issuing subpoenas. And Carl concludes that Americans deserve better than elected officials who use their public office for personal gain. Two state lawmakers are working on a bill for 2024 that would increase the penalties for those who give a false report to police. The bill comes after Hoover resident Carly Russell made national headlines this past summer with a fake call to police about a child alongside a highway. Then Russell appeared to have disappeared, causing everyone to believe that some sort of nefarious criminal enterprise was taking place in kidnapping women using children as lures. Russell has since admitted to fabricating the whole story. Now state representatives Mike Shaw of Hoover and Lee Holsey of Helena are working to raise the penalties for such actions in light of how lenient the laws currently are in this regard. This bill has garnered support from Hoover City Councilman Steve McClinton so far, as well as Hoover Police Chief Nick Derzies. Alabama is ranked as 39th in the state when it comes to the business tax climate. The ranking is for 2024 and comes from the Tax Foundation. When it comes to southeast states, Florida ranked the highest at number four. The scoring considers state, corporate, individual, sales, property, and wealth taxes, along with the unemployment insurance taxes. 
Alabama sales tax rate puts it in as 40th in the nation, with the base rate being 4%, but local governments bumping it up to 5.25%. The Tax Foundation says that the commonality for all the states who made it to the top 10 is that they have a simple, neutral, transparent, and pro-growth tax structure. The theater was filled with patriots in the southern town of Daphne. 1819 news reporter Erica Thomas took part in a viewing of the documentary that was released by Dinesh D'Souza called Police State that was done at the AMC Classic Jubilee Square in Daphne. D'Souza's documentary considers the U.S. and its move towards totalitarianism and the destruction of civil rights, privacy, and religious and political freedoms for Americans. Testimony was documented from whistleblowers who were victims of political persecution and even imprisonment. January 6th prisoners have a habit of singing the national anthem every night in prison at 9 p.m., so at the end of the police state documentary, that national anthem was also played, and most of those in the Daphne Theater stood and sang with it as well. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, is delaying an invasion of the Gaza Strip where Hamas terrorists are to be dealt with due to the concerns over the remaining Israeli and American hostages still being alive. More than 200 were taken from the interior of Israel on October 7th when Hamas terrorists made an attack and killed over 1,000 people. The Israeli Defense Force commanders are ready and willing to go into the Gaza Strip to take on the Hamas terrorists, while other state leaders in Europe are calling for a ceasefire instead. The U.S. and the United Kingdom have not made any official calls for a ceasefire. Big news for those following a lawsuit against big tech and big government and its overreach. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to hear the arguments from Missouri versus Biden. That lawsuit was launched by the attorneys general from Missouri and Louisiana, and it takes on the FBI, the CDC, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency known as CISA, the Surgeon General, and of course the White House itself. The lawsuit comes after undeniable efforts during the COVID lockdown to censor, blacklist, throttle, and silence anyone on social media who is criticized the overreach of the government or warning Americans about the COVID-19 vaccine. Also incorporated into the censorship effort were any reports ahead of the 2020 election about Hunter Biden's laptop computer contents, including pictures and communications that brought into question Joe Biden's involvement with foreign business deals and influence peddling. The Fifth Circuit Court upheld the District Court Judge Terry Dowdy's injunction against the government and in favor of the plaintiffs when the lawsuit landed before him in a courtroom. However, that injunction has been lifted ahead of the U.S. Supreme Court hearing the case. Donald Trump is now speaking out about the U.S. House Speaker race that is ongoing in the U.S. House after Kevin McCarthy of California was ousted a few weeks ago. The latest to emerge as a possible candidate is Tom Emmer of Minnesota. Apparently, Emmer sought to seal the deal by calling Donald Trump this past Monday and asking for his public endorsement. Trump refused that endorsement for Emmer based on how Emmer has voted and behaved in the past towards those who are part of the Make America Great Again camp within the Republican Party. Trump then confirmed the phone call occurred on his Truth Social account. He then went on to write an ominous warning to House Republicans that Emmer is a globalist and a rhino and to vote for him would be a tragic mistake. This pretty much sealed the doom of Emmer even after he received a majority of votes from Republicans behind closed doors. At least 26 Republicans refused to support his candidacy, which means the conference will have to go back to considering the remaining six candidates rather than take the vote to the House only to see it fail. 
Over in Georgia, the state Supreme Court has ruled that the fetal heartbeat law that prohibits abortions after the first six weeks of pregnancy can be implemented there. The Life Act was determined to be legal after being challenged by pro-abortion groups as unconstitutional when it was passed as law back in 2019. The 2022 ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court that overturned Roe v. Wade through the Dobbs v. Jackson women's health case sent the whole abortion issue back to individual states to determine this played a major part in the Georgia State Supreme Court's ruling. In San Francisco, the exodus continues as crime, homelessness, and general degeneracy continues to grow in that city. Microsoft is now vacating its 49,000-square-foot office building in order to get out of San Fran while the getting's good. Meta and LinkedIn have started to sublet their offices in the city as well, and office vacancies overall are now at 34%. Large franchises have bailed out of the city due to the inability for them to stop the rampant shoplifting and vandalism in facilities. These franchises include, but are not limited to, Anthropology, Old Navy, Office Depot, Nordstrom, Whole Foods, AT&T, the Hilton Hotel, Crate and Barrel, and Cinemark. City leaders are going to find themselves in a very dangerous spiral downward as the property tax revenue takes a huge dive with the loss of these businesses. It's already happened to the tune of $196 million compared to last year. City leaders may want to get familiar with the whole reap what you sow principle, but since that whole concept originates from God and the Bible, it's not likely. And in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott took to social media to declare a lawsuit that has been filed against the Biden administration for placing Border Patrol agents and Department of Homeland Security agents on the ground in Texas who are willfully cutting razor wire that's placed at the border to slow down the crossings of illegal aliens. One Border Patrol agent was caught on camera cutting through the razor wire to allow for more illegal immigrants to get through. That recording was done by independent reporter James Lee Riches, who posts his video on YouTube and Twitter under JLR Investigates. Here is the continuing discussion from Russian KGB defector Yuri Bezemanov about the first of four parts that are taken by socialist Marxists in order to subvert a nation's culture and patriotism like that of the United States. It all starts with the 15 to 20 year plan of demoralization of a group through the propaganda that's inserted into the education process of the young people. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, Even if I shower him with information, with with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he he is going to receive a kick in in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically, America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, n- normalcy and, and uh, patriotism.
We will cover the second and third step in this process as outlined by Bezemanov in the next episode. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.